to happily welcome Wallace Chapman into the Auckland studio ahead of the panel. Oh, uh, panel hour now busy. kicks off at 6pm each week. Now, hey Wall, how's your day going? Where are you? Uh, <laughs> I'm in <laughs> Hamilton, oh, in the lucky. Hamilton studio, and I feel like I've heard you talk fondly of this beautiful hometown of mine. Didn't you have a lovely day down here with little Wallace Jr. running around the gardens and eating ice cream not so long ago? I I have been an ambassador for Hamilton (laughs) long before anyone else has, Jesse. I just love the place. Even when people were sort of ripping it, I just, I stuck up for it. And now it's cool and hip. Um, You know, I I need some acknowledgement. Do you know my favourite part of Hamilton. Do you know my favourite thing uh, in Hamilton? Mm. Are you going to let me guess? Have a guess. The river. <laughs> no. Garden Place. No. The big shopping centre in Tarapa Strait. Almost, almost. The base is very good. but Temple it, View. The, Temple View and the, it, the Church of the Latter-day Saints. Actually, that's my third best. I <laughs> love... I, I went to the Christmas Lights Temple View. And I was, yeah. and I took my photograph. I took my um, camera, and I yeah. did photography there. I was, I've got some fantastic black and white oh, photos cool. of the night at Temple View. Now, my favourite thing about Hamilton is the Cuisineers outside the gallery. <laughs> the what? See, you're there. You don't even know the big Cuisine. Don't, don't, don't you know what Cuisineers are? No. Nah. How's it spelled? Two one zero one. Tell Jesse what Cuisineers are. Um, they are. How's it spelled? That's a very good question. <laughs> I can't picture it unless I can see it in my head. That's just how my brain works. Okay. Um, your, your, your listeners will know. Our listeners okay. will know. Anyway, right. it's a Michael Puddle Corfi sculpture, and they are these big... No, I'll, I'll tell you later what Cuisineers are, but anyway, that's my favourite part of Hamilton. <laughs> if we have time before 4pm. 4 um, okay. Lovely to have you in, as always, and you've been working hard on the panel hour, which kicks off from 6. What's uh, what's up today? Yeah, yeah. Kia ora, Jesse. Yeah, F.S. Collins, one of Auckland's most beloved sons. Uh, you know, fair old uh, today, of course. Uh, in, in a public celebration of his life. Uh, and so we talked to Professor Jemima Tiatia Sio, who delivered a very moving tribute on Wednesday uh, at the Fale Pacifica in Auckland and was there and is there today. So uh, we talked to her um, uh, just, yeah, just after six. Uh, also today on the show, alcohol consumption has dropped to its lowest level in 15 years. We are just not drinking like we used to. What's happening you know, what are people drinking? Oat milk? We don't know. <laughs> so, you know, what, what, what? Oat milk? Gatorade? Yeah, I mean, don't, down, don't... down to the pub. Do you hear Wallace Chapman's there? Yeah, he's, he's over there drinking a pint of oat milk. It's a new thing. Over there well, with the oat milk moustache. Yeah, look, I don't know about a pint. I mean, maybe 100 grams. And I yeah. wouldn't go no, to a bar. No, you're right. I you're mean, right. you know the what I mean? Soft drinks. I went to a restaurant the other night, and um, the restaurant manager said to me that you know these these new kind of um, um, spirit non-alcoholic spirits that yeah. come in with the versions of every spirit, so we can just make the same cocktails we've always made with non-alcoholic spirits. And, really? and actually, in particular, older people are opting to drink them. It's been a real story over the last couple of years. Taste-wise, do you think they're up for it? Huh? Yeah, I think. I think for a while there you were like stuck with the grape ties, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. If you weren't drinking, or death by orange juice. But yeah, um, it's pretty pretty sophisticated market yeah, exactly. now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we talk about uh, that. Uh, that'll mm. be really interesting. Also, to GC following on from yesterday, there are concerns and moving the story on. There are concerns of the effect 
of the closure of uh, News Hub, new, uh, the newsroom, uh, the station rather, how that reverberate way beyond the closure of that station uh, and will drastically affect local TV shows. So we talked to um, one senior film producer. He's produced the likes of Grand Designs in Z in the past. Uh, he, we will have his take on that. Because, and, sorry, and sorry yeah. to interrupt. Well, but the, I mean, this is just an announcement about the news division. But is there a thought that it will have knock-on effects to drama and, and reality TV and those other productions? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and that's the, the issue there because um, you know we're not just talking about presenters and producers. We're talking about you know your soundies, your office admin, your backroom right. people, your yeah. your makeup people, the whole the the whole range across uh, film and TV. And okay. uh, our guest says it's going to be wide-reaching. So Gosh. yeah, we we talk about that, um, and we didn't get time for this yesterday, but we've already had quite a response to it, so we're going to pick up on it. Celtic manager Brendan Rogers called a BBC journalist a good girl, sparking sexist complaints. He said, look, um, it, it was a laugh, but there mm-hmm. are calls for him to apologise. Paul texted us, said, look, I'm a 60-year-old man and I'm often referred to as a boy by my older peers, but it's used as a term of endearment, so no harm done. But Michelle said, uh, language matters and it is condescending. So, look, keep those coming. 2101 is the text, or you can email me, the panel at rnz.co.nz. Our great panel today as well, Catherine Robertson and yeah. Scott Walker. And yeah, Scott used to be in that TV3 political gallery, so he'll have Very an interesting so. view on, yeah. um, on the announcement yesterday. Thanks. Well, working behind the scenes today is RNZ producer Sam Hollis. Hey, Sam. Kia ora, guys. And uh, what was the uh, what's the story you found that didn't quite make the cut for the panel, which uh, tickled your fancy anyway? Come on, Jesse, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> well, the one that caught my eye today um, requires some context. So, first of all, are you guys familiar with the Florida man phenomenon? Nope. No. Right. Okay, so some context for you then. So this started about 10 years ago after a flurry of bizarre news headlines that all begin with the words Florida man. So you've got, <laughs> yeah. so for example, you've got Florida man bites dog to establish dominance or uh, Florida man tried to pay for McDonald's with weed, these kinds of things. And it became yeah. a big thing on Twitter and it kind of blew up over the past sort of decade or so. And now it's all culminated in this event that took place over the weekend called the Florida man games. Uh, it's described <laughs> as the most insane athletic showdown on earth, and this is how one man summed up the appeal of the games. What brings you here today? To watch stupidity occur on the grandest spectacular scale. <laughs> so that gives yes. you a bit of an idea of the yeah. Florida Man games. Oh, good idea. So they are, instead of, and I think of Hamilton as I asked this question, they are, instead of fighting against their reputation, they're embracing Embracing, it saying, exactly, yeah, because the, the kind of events here, so you've got sumo wrestling while holding pitches of beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got a theft simulation relay where competitors, they race on, they ride bikes. It's a bike race, but they're also carrying another bike and an exhaust <laughs> pipe with them. So it's all this kind of stuff. It's all in good fun, but... Um, the thing that I saw in all the videos was that I think for the organisers, it's a big spoof and a lot of fun. And then for the competitors, it's quite the opposite. They all seem to be taking it incredibly <laughs> yeah, seriously. Well, what's amazing too, though, is you know, unlike the Willy Wonka thing we talked about yesterday, um, this is actually an enormous amount of fun. And this is what I, I would go and see Florida Man. Uh, it's just... <laughs> It's got that buy-in of humour and fun and competition. It's really yeah, it's cool, got a isn't bit, it? A bit of that jackass sort of quality. Yeah. 
Um, did they get a crowd, Sam? Apparently over 5,000 people went along, and it's not a free event as <laughs> well. Bad. Tickets are, are 45 yeah. bucks. Um, so there are people coming from miles away who just, yeah, said, look, I want to go to this big, ridiculous, crazy event where um, Florida... Yeah, puts itself on show, basically. Um, so it's really fascinating. I don't know if I would be attending it, though. For me, I can't really imagine anything worse. It sounds sounds kind of cringe to me, but uh, if you're into it. Well, you're, you're, you're more into your serious music festivals, aren't you, Sam? Yeah, That's very, more very serious uh, yeah, when yeah. It, comes to, it comes to that kind of thing. Have you ever been to a music festival, Wallace? I'd hardly... <laughs> oh, come on. Let's I don't, not think, start I don't think serious is the word we'd use. I, I, I almost went to the gathering, I told you. <laughs> yeah. if there was, can I ask you this? If there was a New Zealand man games, what would the events be? Okay. They'd have, to be, a meter, They'd have to be a Manu, right? A Manu, correct. Mm. 100 meter jandals, jandal sprints. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess the, the main, the track and field version of the New Zealand Games would be um, gumboot throwing, which yeah. they, or, which they yeah. already have in Taihapi, and it's quite popular. Uh, burnouts. Maybe like what about a, lifting a pig through the bush, something like that? Sausage yeah. roll eating contest. Drifting okay. will be in there. Drifting's already big. So, well, um, yeah. Yeah, Monday competition's been uh, a big hit this year, so maybe someone yeah. will expand it next year. Um, before we run out of time, Wallace, I've got to give you your due. Loads and loads of texts coming in oh, about really? the Cuisine Air coloured rods. What? What? What, what cuisine air? We're not talking food, Jesse. It's the cuisine air. Cuisine air. Sorry. <laughs> hey, you couldn't spell it before, Wallace. Okay. As a six-year-old in the 1970s, I remember the moment I understood the meaning of a unit and counting. As cuisine air rods give a visual understanding of mathematical That's concepts. It. Oh, fans of Legion, can I ask? Can I ask um, uh, the listeners one question? What was your favourite colour cuisine air? <laughs> what was you, you might understand this, but what was your favourite colour cuisinier? Mine was the blue, which I think is five. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking um, about, Sam? Haven't got a clue. No. Nah. Teresa and Napier says they are still used to learn, still used to help learn counting, and they're also used in teaching Te Reo Maori uh, oh, in what really? she calls the Atarangi style. So as long as you're playing um, local host, well, where do we see these ones here in? Hamilton, they're giant ones, are they? Yeah, so it's it's this is one. I mean, by actually one of my favourite artists, but arguably my favourite, no, not, uh, yeah, one of my favourite New Zealand artists, mm. uh, a guy called Michael Potakofi, and he is he's got a lot of humour in his work. Uh, he's a contemporary uh, Maori artist, and he has um, p- put up the sculpture of huge Cuisinier rods right in the centre of Hamilton, right outside the art gallery, and it's something to behold. A little water sculpture comes out of it. It is a must-see, Jesse. Try and get to it. Very good. It's lovely to chat to you both. Go I'll go you. take a look Thank at you. it now as the show is just about <laughs> over. Wallace is back from 6pm with the panel hour. Featuring Catherine Robertson and Scott Walker. Until then, it's Lisa Owen and Checkpoints.